The views on a breath of fresh air podcast reflects the parties involved, and we encourage you all to use it as a conversational tool that will lead to personal studies of your own. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Welcome to a breath of fresh air podcast. Here with your hosts, Earl Roberts and Nakaz Gay. As a young person, Christianity can be so foggy, like smoke in the mirrors and so unclear. But we're here to bring you a breath of fresh air. Asa, congratulations once again on becoming king. But what's the announcement that you wanted to make? I think we need a change. The things that my father and my grandfather did, they just weren't right. Let's get rid of all the idols in the land. Let's get rid of all these altars to all these foreign gods. Let's tear down all these high places to Baal and Asherah and everyone of the likes. My lord, but your grandmother just built an altar to Asherah. What? How could she? Grandmother. Yes, my king? I hear you made an image to Asherah. I cannot have this. But it's the family tradition. The ways of my fathers and my grandfathers cannot stand no more in the land. And because of this, I unfortunately have to banish you. Okay, as you wish. I am sorry, but there is no more place for any of these foreign gods anymore in the kingdom of Judah. We have to make a change. We have to turn our land back to God. This week, we are continuing our discussion on the Book of Kings. We are focusing on 1 Kings chapter 15 and learning about King Abijah, King Asa, King Nadab, and King Basha. As always, be blessed and enjoy. Okay, welcome back to another episode of A Breath of Fresh Air Podcast here with your host, Nikaz Gay, Earl Roberts. We appreciate everyone for tuning in again this week. Hope you guys enjoy our content. Definitely like, subscribe, share it with a friend, tell somebody about it, um, and then use it as a conversational tool to further studies of your own. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Um, how was your week? My week was all right, bro. I was thinking about last episode <clears throat> and the fact that we did have a break. Mm-hmm. I was thinking like, you know, certain things ain't even as relevant. Like the, the, the episode before last, I was talking about, yeah, I'm about to write a sermon. You know, I got to preach my sermon. And so the sermon already gone. And I like weeks ago, you feel me? And I'm just like, that's old news now. But, you know, for for people who might've been kind of mm-hmm. interested in that, it, it was pretty, it was a pretty cool experience. I went to, Marion, South Carolina. Bro, my wife, um, I guess I mentioned that she's from North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And there was some people who were like, hey, which part? And come to find out they off. Um, some of the people in this small church are from my wife's hometown, which is a small town. Um, can't remember the name right now. 
Because in North Carolina, they have like colors places like Greenville, Gold. Yeah. And like I, I get them, I get them mis, uh, mixed mix up, up a lot. Okay. You feel me? So I ain't even gonna try. Like <laughs> say the wrong one. Right, right. <laughs> it's better. It's better to say nothing than to say the wrong one. Exactly. It's like when you trying to if <laughs> when you try to use the example, right? And you say it's like if you go to. And you're like, no, mm. let me know go country. Exactly. 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 But the sermon, the sermon was good, bro. Uh, I um I really appreciated that. You know, it, it was a it was a road trip. We came to um North Carolina, we drove to South Carolina. I spoke, you know, we we had fellowship meal, some good um veggie, dinner roast, some lentil I mean? soup. No, <laughs> they didn't have no lentil soup. They had they had like a lime cake thing though. Like it was pretty good. Like mm-hmm. I prayed, I prayed with some people. It felt kind of weird, bro. You know, like being in this role. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I I I had to be very social that day. You know, and <laughs> and it was just it was something that I I don't think I've been in that scenario since the pandemic mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying where like i talking to a lot of people at church it's usually i come to church maybe one or two people who one or two people who are interested in me becoming a member of their church mm-hmm. might shake my hand and say hey you know get to know me and stuff mm-hmm. and then i'm out but yeah i just wanted to update the people on that and the sermon was on luke chapter 2 verses 41 through 48 this man jesus was um a little boy going to passover and I was basically saying how Mary and Joseph, they went to Passover, they they went through the motions and then they left and they left the most important thing. And mm-hmm. a lot of times as Christians, we go to church every week as it is, is it because it is our custom in the same way they attended Passover every year because it was the custom, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And sometimes we leave the, the walls of the church and we leave Jesus behind for the rest of the week. We are one place and we move on as if we didn't have our obligation to Christ and to the rest of the world because we call ourselves Christian. And so, yeah, I just, I kind of wanted to get that off my chest before we, you know, move on. And I completely forget to, you know, just give an update on that. It was a good sermon. I definitely did tune in. I appreciate it, bro. How was your week? Man, it's it's been an interesting week because, at least for me at work, my semi-direct supervisor was off so everything so i had to control like all the projects and be like pseudo project manager but it was good i mean like god is good god is good and it was good practice but outside of that man i mean it was a busy week but happy for the weekend we are recording this part on the weekend so happy for the weekend happy that you know god brought us through we lost you there for a second there you go (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, man, happy God brought us through, man. Like, it's, it's, it's a good and it's, it's always good. It's like when you come to the Sabbath, it's always that pressure. Like, you know, when you like unrelease the pressure, but the pressure cooking just feel like the, the the steam and everything just come out. That's just how yeah. it, like, that's how it always feels when I get to the weekend. Like, you know, burden has been lifted, could decompress a bit, focus on God a bit, and then Bro. just relax, man. So it's, it's always good. Being mentally acclimated to the Sabbath is so therapeutic because like I really want to nap on Friday evenings but sometimes I don't get a chance to before we record but bro sometimes when I do get a nap (laughs) like I almost like I almost can't record after that because 
like I'm so discombobulated because it's like it's so undone. Like my body, it's almost like like I go under anesthesia, bro. Like how very relaxed and rested I can be. You know, like like when you sleep at night, you get rest, but you can't have deep rest because you know you have an obligation. Yeah, your but your mind like all right, I gotta I, I gotta get up at this time to do this to do this or tomorrow I got this this and this to do. So it's like your your mind ain't really at ease, right? It ain't fully at rest. But on Friday, <laughs> when our sunset, mm-hmm. bro, I don't I don't know nobody nothing, bro. My body know that, you know. And so <laughs> so that's why it ain't even cool for me to to not before this part because, bro. I will be like, I I have to catch myself, bro. Like because my body is is it's like a tease if I not. Mm. My body like no, we was trying to get a good, we was trying to replenish all the rest that we lost in life. That <laughs> <laughs> time you went, that time you went to bed late in eighth grade. We trying to make up for that sleep now. <laughs> we trying to catch that bug, bro. We trying to we trying to get that bug. Oh my, but it's like times like that you really can see like why the Lord made the Sabbath, man. Like mm-hmm. humans needed rest and you need that day to just decompress. Yeah, man. And you know, <clears throat> there are there there are some people who are really offended by Sabbath keepers because they view us as legalists, which is like kind of in the same vein that the Pharisees were when they, they saw work base and you mm-hmm. know. But my thing is, bro, like, bro. Let's say in a world where there was some credence to what you're saying, which there is not, there's not. That's my stance on that. What is wrong with that, bro? Like, what is wrong with taking rest? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. what is wrong? What is wrong with honoring my mother and my father? What is wrong with not worshiping idols? You know what I'm saying? Like the Ten Commandments is what I'm talking about, and the fourth one specifically as it relates to this conversation. Like, what is the danger in it? Like, there's still a lot of value. In the Ten Commandments, I truly believe that it is not "quote unquote" nailed to the cross or done away with, or a lot of the the verbiage that people use when they try to justify a new covenant that they interpret as being oh, just vibes. You just have to believe, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, right? But I'm like, bro, everything in the Ten Commandments is still very useful to the human body and the human like spirituality, like, like spiritual walk, you know. Agreed. Definitely agreed. Yep. God bless the Sabbath. Keep it holy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So last week we did uh, 1 Kings chapter 14, and we did, uh, I mean, as a recap, it was like uh, God's judgment on Jeroboam. And we see how Jeroboam told his wife to disguise herself and go to the prophet Ahijah. Because their son had become sick. And God told like the Hajjah that, hey, Jeroboam's wife was coming to you. Here's the prophecy. And we know Jeroboam was very evil for the things that he caused the people of, of Israel to do because he was the king of the northern, the northern kingdom. And God pretty much said, all of your, your descendants just pretty much are cut off, cut them off from the face of the earth, essentially. Like they will, they will die. Mm. And so Hajj heard that prophecy, his their son did pass away. And then we see how long Jeroboam lived. And then we then we went, then we switched to the kingdom of Judah. And then we see, ironically, Judah, which is the southern kingdom, the kingdom made of Judah and Benjamin. And their king was Rehoboam, who was the son of Solomon, wasn't in a better state. It was almost in the same state as the northern kingdom. Hmm. And that's essentially where we left off last chapter. 
And also, we also saw when Rehoboam died, and now his son took the, tr- the throne, Abijam, Abijam, as it is in First uh, Kings. And so this brings us to this week's episode, where we will be talking from First Kings chapter 15. So, I'm going to kick it off. Um, in the 18th year of King Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, Abijam became king over Judah. And if we go back to last week's episode, we know that Jeroboam reigned for 22 years. So we so we know in, in this context, we know that while Jeroboam was still on the throne, Rehoboam died and his son took his place. You was gonna say something? Nope. So we see he reigned in Jerusalem. He reigned three years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Micaiah, the granddaughter of Abishalom, and he walked in all the sins of his father. That's so which, interesting, bro. The uh, the King James, the King James, say the daughter of Abishalom. <laughs> Anywho, translation differences. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the granddaughter of Abishalom, and he walked with in all the sins of his father, which his father had done before him. His heart was not loyal. His heart was not loyal to the Lord his God, and this as was the heart of his father David. Nevertheless, for David's sake. The Lord his the Lord his God gave him a lamp in Jerusalem by sitting by setting him up as the son after him, by setting up his son after him by and by establishing Jerusalem. Because David did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, and had not turned aside from anything that he had commanded him all the days of his life, except in the matter of Uriah the Hittite. <laughs> yeah, let's don't lie now. Let's don't make it seem like he was completely perfect. Yeah, they're just like, ah. Uh, he has this one big blemish that we can't ignore. One stand on his name. Mercy. But, you know, you see generational blessings. It's a big thing, bro. Yeah, it's absolutely. A big thing. At, at this point, they on, they they just, the kingdom, David, the, the kingdom, like the seed of David, they, rely, they, they just living off David right now. You know what uh, I mean? And, and the Bible is saying that, like, like, oh yeah, this person, yeah, no, 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 he he didn't he didn't follow after God. His daddy didn't follow after God. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? But they still they still in in this position. You know, they still have the fruits of David's obedience to God. And as a reminder, David was almost a clean slate. There's only one thing that, to be real, when David really fell off. But other than that. David kept the commands, you mm-hmm. know? So another thing I'm going to just read, right? So again, we we mentioned this before, but 1 Kings and 2 Kings parallels Chronicles. It's the book of mm-hmm. Chronicles. And so if you go to Chronicles, just for the, for the listeners, you go to 2 Chronicles 13, you're going to read in the 18th year of Jeroboam, Abijah became the king over Judah. In Kings, he's called Abijam. In Chronicles, he's called Abijah. And again, they said he reigned three years in Jerusalem. His mother was Micaiah, the daughter of Uriel of Geber. So again, we can see this is the same person, same time he came to reign as Jeroboam. 
same mother, same length of reign. Mm-hmm. And not to be confused with the Abijah, the son, son of the son of Jeroboam. Of Jeroboam. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's interesting, right? Because like the first question is like, why? Well, it's, it's, it's one thing. So we see in, in Kings, they say he was not loyal to God. Mm. And loyalty means to me, when someone say they ain't loyal, that means like you have a relationship, but you ain't faithful in this relationship. Right. It's how you could read that. And so, but they also said like his heart was wicked and was that or not. But like me reading Chronicles, Chronicles gives a little bit more context to this Abijah person. Then uh, even more context, Abijah, the Hebrew word for father is Abba. And so Abijah means my father is Yahweh. My father is Yah, Yahweh. Mm-hmm. Abijam means my father is what you say is like child of the sea. essentially child yeah, of the sea. The, no, father of the sea, father of the sea. Yeah, fa- <laughs> father of the sea. And then they, if you read historically, they, essentially that was like one of the, the Canaanite gods is one of the gods of water. And it was essentially saying like his father was the god of water. And so it's, it, now we start to see this, this changing of hearts that we can see between these two accounts of his reign. But then there's a part, because I don't want to read all of this account since we're in Kings right now, but just to point it out, right? There was a point in, in this account where we see that Jeroboam and Abijah went to war, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm just read from verse 13. But Jeroboam caused an ambush to go around behind them. So they were in the front of Judah and the ambush was behind them. And Judah looked around to, the, and to their surprise. The battle line was both in the front and the, and the rear. And then they cried out to the Lord and the priests and sounded the trumpets. The man of Judah gave shout. As the man of Judah gave shout, it happened that God struck Jeroboam and all of Israel before Abisha and Judah. And the children of Israel fled before Judah and, and God delivered them into their hand. Then Abijah and his people struck them and with great slaughter. So 500,000 men of Israel fall slain. Mercy. That really That's is the, a chronicle. Yeah, quite literally, right? Then yeah. the children of Israel were subdued at that time when the children of Judah prevailed because they relied on the Lord God of the, they relied on the Lord God of their fathers. And then this part, yeah, we can get to that anyway. But so we see there was a particular story in Chronicles when Abijah, Abijam was introduced where we can see he had a connection with God and he cried out to God in battle and God came, well, him, but God assisted them in battle to defeat Jeroboam in battle. So now it's interesting now that we see the king's account just say, you know what? This guy wasn't loyal to God. And we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna read more into the king's account, but we can, but I just want to point out there was a time where he probably tried to do the right thing, and he it, I wasn't thinking of ignorance, but is what I guess I'm trying to say. He knew who God was. Because he particularly called out on God at a point in time to save him and his army. Mm-hmm. But still, again, he chose, made a conscious decision to turn his heart away from God. Yeah, very true. And I think it's interesting that they that they name, that they listed them as two different names. You know what I'm saying? Chronicles, mm-hmm. obviously, they have a more holistic view because this is far after and you probably have more sources to pull from. And mm-hmm. I, I think Kings was more cl- was like closer to the time and when, when these things were going on. <clears throat> but it's like it's so interesting. You could go from 
God is my father to the sea is my father, you know what I'm saying? Or father of the sea, however you have it. You mm-hmm. know, like for instance, Ahijah, the prophet that came and prophesied to who's blind, prophesied to Jeroboam's wife. Ahijah means the Lord is my brother. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, and even when we go back, which would you which we used to do a lot at the beginning of the podcast, especially in Genesis, you have the name Isaac means laughter. Sarah laughed, and Abraham laughed when they understood the prophecy of them having a child at their old age. You know what I'm saying? Jacob means supplanter, mm-hmm. you know? And Jacob supplanted the birthright from Esau. Esau means, I don't know, Edom, Edom means red, you know, and that's why they call him Edomite. And we can continue going, you know, down the line with multiple um, people in the Bible because a lot of times your name really define the type of person you were. And so in Kings, in the Kings account, <clears throat> we don't like, they, they say specifically that this man did not follow God, you know? And if you fall, see, it's like my boy will say in his song, when you say no to something, you're saying yes to something else. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're saying no to God. You're saying yes to some, some other God. And we can tell by the name, it is more than likely something related to the sea or to the waters. But in Chronicles, they I feel like they specifically call him Abijah with an H at the end. Ja, like, um, you know, mm-hmm. Ja meaning like, like Jehovah, like type of thing in the English language. Um, because they recognize that this king did cry out to God. You understand what I'm saying? So without that story, it's like, without that story, you could just deduce, oh, this person was just completely um rebellious against God. But the Chronicles view, they they wanted to paint him in a slightly different light. This person still was not loyal, but that didn't mean he did not know him and he did not know who to cry to because he did. He know he knew to cry to God. He knew who the most high God was. And when he cried unto God, you know the Lord did answer. Uh just say just in parallel there. I don't know what much what much to make out of it, but some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, I mean it's just interesting to show like over the course of your life. It kind of reminds me of Solomon. Like over the course of your life, you can <laughs> can start off good, but you get high on power and things can change. Mm-hmm. Just think about it, man. His room was only three years. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's wild, right? His, his room was only three years. So he didn't last long at all. And again, we, we, we flip back to the kings, right? And then we see in verse six, and there was war between Rehoboam and Jeroboam all the days of his life. Now the rest of Abijam... And all that he did, are they not written in the book of Chronicles of the king of Judah? And there was war between Abijam and Jeroboam that we kind of just read a little bit in Chronicles, but that's not the same book as the Chronicles of the kings of Judah. But we just saw like the war between Abijam and Jeroboam. Then we see in verse 8, so so Abijam rested with his fathers, and they buried him in the city of David. Then Asa, his son, reigned in his place. Mm. And so now we see in the 20th year of Jeroboam, king of Israel, Asa became king over Judah. (laughs) And so what's interesting now, right? We know how bad Jeroboam was, right? But now Rehoboam and Jeroboam essentially became king at the same time. Mm -hmm. While Jeroboam is still king, Rehoboam died. Abijam, Abijah became king. Abijah, Abijam already died. Now we have the third king of, of Judah is about to come on the throne while Jeroboam's still over here reigning. 
Mm-hmm. And at this point, we know we still got two years left because this is this is in the twentieth year of his reign. So that's interesting. Yeah, but you know, in all fairness, right? Mm-hmm. Solomon, Judah, Judah was massing up from Solomon time, but Solomon still had a four year reign. And then, but but there was still it was still one big kingdom though. Right. Okay. So Solomon turned away from God, right? Mm-hmm. But God still gave him a full length reign. You understand what I'm saying? Okay, I see what you're saying. We have Rehoboam, who this the second generation of people who who provoking God, mm-hmm. you know, and he didn't have as long a reign as as um, Solomon. You know, now we have the third. We have the third generation, um, which is Abijah and Asa, because they were brothers. We're gonna see that. Mm-hmm. So, theoretically, we could compare Rehoboam's reign to Jeroboam. That's easy because they started at the same time. But we still have a history of God, you know, being faithful to people when he promised them a reign. You know, he promised Jeroboam a reign. A reign. And so, all right, I ain't gonna cut it short. Now, when it comes to Rehoboam, God ain't make no promises to you. The only thing he promised was to Solomon was like, yo, this kingdom getting split away. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> they was already they was already digging deep in, in Judah. And so I don't know. Which is wild. So now we see in the 20th year of Jeroboam, king of Israel, Asa became king over Judah. He reigned 41 years in Jerusalem. Mm. So we know we have a change of pace now. So we know Asa, he's gonna be in this throne a hot minute. Yep. His grandmother's name was Makia, <clears throat> the granddaughter of Abi Shalom. Asa did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, as did his father, David. So right now we know this is like what David's great grandson. See, Ebron, it's so funny, bro, because I don't, I don't doubt that, right? But in the King James, it says that his mother's name was Makah, which... I implied to to feel that which I put together that that meant Asa and Ahijah was was siblings. Now I will say that sometimes in the Bible they would say your son, but they really mm-hmm. might mean your grandson or your offspring. You know what I'm saying? Like that don't mean just one generation removed. And so, you know, I I I haven't done the um. No, I mean, I definitely think this comparison. was supposed to be because I mean, because in when you read in earlier, they did say Abi like God was gonna put his son on the throne. So Asa would have had to be in Abijah's son, if I'm not mistaken. Wait. So let's see. Nevertheless, for David's sake, the Lord gave him a uh, Yeah, that's verse four, right? Gave him a lamp in Jerusalem by setting up, setting his, up son his son after, after him. him. And by establishing Jerusalem. Yeah. So that's what I like. So when you so I read down in verse 10, I was like, well, okay, they said granddaughter. Okay, yeah, that makes sense because God did say it early above his son would come on after him. But to your point, the Bible does say because they keep on saying, like, you know, fathers, but we know, like, you know, David, Solomon, Rehoboam, Abijah, Asa, bro. Like, this is like his, this is like David's great, great grandson. And but this is what I said, even when I read that. Mm-hmm. I read it. Nevertheless, for David's sake, the Lord gave um, the Lord 
his God, gave him a lamp in Jerusalem by setting up David's son by who to his right. Like so, like this, 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 this take a little more like breaking down. And I think we have time on the board <laughs> because when I read it, because they specifically talking about David for this chapter and the next chapter. So when they say his son, I still thought that to mean like his seed type of situation. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, I well, because I guess because be, if you were in the King James version, <clears throat> I could see you coming to that conclusion. In the New King James version, they kind of like again, I guess, cleared up some of those misconceptions or yeah. translated, or they just probably added. And then the only the only other reason why I thought they was brothers is because Asa ran only for three years. You understand what I'm saying? Like how old? If you had a son, I really do the math. But how we know you could have been. But we know Jeroboam. Ray Ray Boom came, came on the throne when he was 41. When he was dead the world, yeah. When he was so, dead the world and he ran, yeah. Exactly. Like. So even if and he ran for how long many years? Yeah. And then so if he even so by the time your son comes on the throne, your son probably coming on the throne. He could be a bitch. He could easily yeah. be a bitch. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> and then too, even if he ain't that old, we know his Grammy. I mean, granted, we're gonna get there, so I won't give it away since we like right there. But like, you know, this Grammy was still around. Mm-hmm. And we see how he kick her out, which we want to right. come to in a bit. Right. Yeah, that was a interesting breakdown. That's what the podcast yeah. for. <laughs> Very interesting. Clear up discrepancies and talk it out. Yeah. Um. In verse eleven, so Asa David was right in the eyes of the Lord as his father David, and he banished the perverted persons from the land, and he removed all the idols that his fathers had made. So I know. When I did read this in the King James Version, they did say he removed all the sodomizers from the land. That's another thing, bro. See, the oh, yes, it's, pra- it's, practicing oh. sodomy and, pro- and prostitution in the religious rituals. Wait, wait, which, which, which version of this? I listened to it in the King James Version. This one just says perverted New, new King James. Oh, because all right. Have, but, they, but then they have the footnotes say sodomy and prostitution. Right. See, because what, what verse this is again? 12. Verse 12. Because in this version, I don't know which edition of the King James this is. I, I own the Bible app. It said he took away the Sodomites. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, practicing sodomy and being a Sodomite is two different things because a Sodomite is a native of the land of Sodom. Sodom. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And I have not heard of the, I have not heard anything from these people since, they since get Genesis. Fire and fire exactly. And fire and so in my mind, I'm like, bro, all right. If God was going to spare the city for, for one good man and he still ain't spare the city, you know what I mean? Yeah. Why do I believe that they have a whole nation of people still around? And so more translation breakdowns <laughs> yeah because because i wanted to listen to what they say sodomizers and i was like oh okay they say that then yeah. come to new king james obviously they ain't gonna say that mm-hmm. but they have the footnotes say prostitution and and, and sodomy mm-hmm. but that make more sense to me than the actual people yeah of course. Saying yeah <laughs> and remove the idols that his father has made so we see okay asa came on the throne now and i would say he saw probably, he might have been old enough to, honestly, when Solomon was still around, to say, okay, things went astray. He watched his dad's reign and was like, okay, things went a little bit weary. 
And again, we, we know that he, he started off, like his, his dad had a connection to God at some point. So who knows? He might have still had the connection with God, which we clearly see. And he say, okay, cool. Like, or I don't know. He might have read the stuff to himself too. Like, hey, these scrolls saying we should be doing this and this and we're going to be blessed. So let me, you know, follow in God's word. And obviously he start off by saying, all right, let's, these idols, they got to go. Bye-bye hmm. idols. People who doing stuff they shouldn't be doing. We just gonna banish y'all. Y'all could go elsewhere. But when people are sort of kicking out the house, I don't care where you go. You just can't stay here. That's what. Right. Go for it. No, it's interesting because why this gentleman out of the blue just serving God, bro? Your Grammy is worship idols, bro. This deep in your family. Mm -hmm. You feel me? That means your great. His Grammy would have been Rare Boom's child or Rare Boom's wife. His Grammy. So Mark, he removed Marcus. So let's yeah, see. that would have been Rare Boom's. That would have been Rare Boom's because Rare Boom's offspring was Abijah. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? And Abijah's mother was Makah. So that means that's Rare Boom wife or concubine or whatever. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So Rare Boom, Rare Boom's mother. Was worshiping idols. Mm -hmm. You're great, but you come from three generation of idol worshippers, and then you all of a sudden serving the Lord. <laughs> I don't find it far fetched. This to me is a testament against his forefathers, showing that, bro, this whole time you all know what it was, bro. The big temple right there. Exactly. The, te the temple is right there. You cannot deny it, bro. Just, um, Solomon heard from God. Solomon prayed to God and get wisdom. Like these things. It ain't, it ain't, it can't, it's not hidden. It's not hidden, you know? And so it's, it's, it is actually very admirable that this one, Asa, decide, bro, I ain't going to be like y'all, even though and, I could easily. And you know what's interesting too? Like I wonder, like it's remember, they were supposed to get rid of the scrolls to them every day. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I wonder if Abijah was actually getting them, Abijam, Unreable was actually getting the scrolls to read to them. Because then y'all really and truly even doubling down of the y'all and y'all guilty conscious. You know what you're doing, by Jane, one hand, nothing good. Right. Did y'all banish that? <laughs> I wonder if Solomon was getting the screws right there, bro. We know Solomon was, was, but we know Solomon probably like put an end to that. <laughs> I don't know if he was, bro. He uh, probably did at some point. You mm -hmm. see what I said? Like, but he probably, you know, because think about it, right? Solomon, we don't know how old Solomon was. We assume he was young, right? Mm -hmm. But we know that Solomon reigned for 40 years. Wait, oh, oh, did they say 40 years, right? I think Solomon yeah. reigned for 40 years, and your son was 41, which means you had a child. Rehoboam was 41 when he started reigning, right? I get yep. my numbers mixed up. Yep. All right, so that, means you had a so that means you had a child. Your child born when David still was alive. You understand what I'm saying? However, your child was from an Ammonite woman. So that means even before he was king, he was dating, you, you, you had women from other nations. So when you get king, you know, it can lead us to believe, oh, at some point in time, he started venturing out. No, he was doing this from the beginning. He was doing this from the beginning. <laughs> and so, so now, 
In Deuteronomy 17, when they talk about the king, they tell you not to multiply wives, right? They tell you not to do all of these things, which which you did break. Mm-hmm. But then also in Deuteronomy, they tell you not to intermarry with the other nations. They will turn your heart from you. They will they will worship. They will um do these do these weird sacrifices and stuff like that. You was breaking out from before you was even king. My my thing is, do we have evidence of you following the kingly? Like we know you was um wise. We know you were wise, good businessman. We know you built the temple. You feel me? <laughs> if if they, if 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 come the one good thing he do. <laughs> real talk. If we if when we get to heaven, and it said that he did not follow that law to get um to have the scrolls read to him every day, I would not be shocked. Yeah, I think it makes sense. If feel me? I wouldn't be shocked. And and if we have to guess with about Solomon, who obviously knew God, because we have all these proverbs and even some psalms with him talking about God. Then, to me, it gets slimmer and slimmer as the generations go down until we get to Asa. So they probably wasn't reading that. <laughs> but then, I mean, to me, it's like it always shows that God's influence is always there, even in the heart of idolatry. Because remember, like, go back to Abraham. How was Abraham the only one serving God? And where they was from again, Tehran? Abraham of Ur, of the Chaldeans. Yeah, Ur. Yeah. But his father Terah, that's what I was thinking about. All yeah. them was all them was around there doing foolishness. Yeah, Terah was worshiping idols, but Terah didn't care, bro. You know that only tent, man. Terah, Torah. I can't no Terah. Terah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't need that normal, bro. <laughs> <laughs> all right, where are we at? Oh, and also if you go in Chronicles too, like Asa, his story is actually pretty interesting too. Like Summary from Chronicles is like you, you go in Chronicles, you see his account. He like in the next chapter, I guess I'll be like what Chronicles 14, second Chronicles 14. But man, like under him, there was like peace for like 10 years because when God come and God know he was following him, God gave him like 10 years of peace in that time. Like he built walls, built towers, built like some more cities up. And Israel was prospering again under under him because you see, God telling me, y'all take these idols out, I could bless y'all and prosper y'all. Mm-hmm. And then he also have a story where he fights some Ethiopians. So Ethiopian, it was also yeah. <laughs> it's pretty interesting, but we'll, we'll save that for the Chronicles account. Yeah. But we see also he removed in verse 13 of First Kings 15. Also he removed Makia, his grandmother, from being the queen mother. Because mm. she had made an obscene image of Asherah. Mercy. And Asa cut down her obscene, her obscene image. And burned it by the brook of Kidron. You know, you know them, you know them Greek. Is they Greek? They think they no, I think they Roman in some type of way. And paintings, man, where the dude is be naked and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Not paintings, the sculpture and thing. My God thought she was she was was that. <laughs> she have a, a obscene, obscene sculptures, idols, graven images, whatever of you. And Asa was like, anyway, let me let me demote you from being queen, mother man. <laughs> I don't think you I don't think you too qualified for this job for real. You you weren't really understanding this um worship the Lord your God only thing, you know? <laughs> exactly. And so now we're gonna get into something where well, maybe we could discuss it or we could not, but it's say, okay, in verse 14, right? And as he said, but the high places were not removed. Nevertheless, Asa's heart was loyal to the Lord all his days. If you go to Chronicles, it says, 
grace. It was for Chronicles 14, verse 2, because I did remember this. For verse 3, for he removed the altars of the foreign gods and the high places and broke down the sacred pillars and cut down the wooden images. So it's interesting when you start reading these accounts, right? So it's like some, it's like you could like rationalize it and say the high places that were dedicated to God, he kept, but Mm -hmm. the high places that were dedicated to the idols, as we can see in Chronicles are the ones he tore down. So it's like, Mm -hmm. he got rid of all the idolatry, but in Kings it's like the high places still remained. Nevertheless, his heart was, so it, it, it gets a little bit interesting when you compare the two account accounts again. But in, in Chronicles, it definitely like he got rid of all the high places that were dedicated to idols. Okay. So it's just interesting. I didn't I didn't do that much research ahead of the part to like fully yeah, like flesh it out. I, sometimes I just don't know what to make it a, a contrast between books, like especially with the Gospels. Like the Gospel might say um, Jairus' daughter, like... <laughs> Jairus mm-hmm. meet Jesus by the water, or no, Jairus meet Jesus in his friend's house type. You know what I mean? Sometimes, <laughs> you know, I just let it be. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, they'll be catching the Chronicles, but I definitely think that's what they were trying to say, though, because, but the high places were not removed. Nevertheless, Ace's heart was loyal to the Lord all his days. And so I just feel like if it's always loyal to the Lord all his days, he got rid of all the idolatry, but just left. Well, this, this one does have a footnote. Sorry. Places places for pagan worship. So I am interested. So yeah. So in verse 15, he also bought into the house of the Lord the things which his father had dedicated and the things which he himself had dedicated, the civil, sil, silver and gold utensils. In verse 16, now there was war between Asa and Basha, king of Israel, all their days. Basha, king of Israel, who one would assume was the king after Jeroboam, came up against Israel and built Ramah, that he might let none go out or come into the come into Asa, the king of Judah. Then Asa took all the silver and gold that was left in the treasuries of the house of the Lord and the treasuries of the king house and delivered them into the hands of the servants of his servants. Then King Asa sent them to Ben-Hadid, the son of Tabrimnon, the son of Hezion, king of Syria, who dwelt in Damascus, saying, Mm. Let there be a treaty between you and me, as there was between my father and your father. See, I have sent you a present of silver and gold. Come and break your treaty with Basha, king of Israel, so that he will withdraw from me. So... That's interesting too. It's like, hey, I'm paying you to leave him and come to me. Right, okay. but what what I didn't I, I I thought I missed something, bro. Um what what happened? Earlier they just say in verse 15, he also brought into the house of the Lord the things which his father had dedicated, and the things which he himself had dedicated, silver and gold utensils, right? Mm-hmm. So he restored some things into the house of the, of the Lord and he brought some silver and gold, right? Mm-hmm. Now, verses later, <laughs> in verse 19, four verses later, he say, let there be a treaty between me and you, blah, 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 blah. I have sent you a present of silver and gold 
come and break your treaty um, with Bashar, king of Israel, so that he will withdraw from me. Hold on, let me see if the if the king joins. <clears throat> anyway, so I know I thought somewhere it was saying that he took that out of the house of God to give. You know. So it says, so I think he was meaning in verse 18. So it's it 18. took all the silver and gold that was left in the treasuries of the house of the Lord and the treasuries of the king's house and delivered them into the hands of his servants. Right. And so in my mind, I like, all right. So you restored it, you restored a silver and gold, which I felt bad when you know <laughs> the temple was ransacked and they took the stuff. I was like, man, people work so hard, David plan you know all these things just mm -hmm. to have this illustrious temple and then people just getting it for free you know because y'all don't want to be faithful to god and so now we see asa this guy who is faithful he restores some of the things and then he say all right i still taking some of that and i making a treaty with Bashar. like to me I, I didn't find that to be too too loyal you know and again it's interesting right if you go in chronicles mm -hmm. i think Couple chapters later, right? But you can see God wasn't pleased with that. Okay. God, God was not at all happy at what Asa did at all. Yeah, because so, like, <laughs> yeah, go for it. I think it's Second Chronicles sixteen, but I, I, that one ain't on top of my head. But I think it's like someplace sixteen or seventeen. But God was and that not makes happy, sense, bro. And I'm glad you can see the duality in these two books because sometimes in the Bible they don't come out and say. This was wrong. And and what he did was wrong. They they tell you the wrong thing and you have to decipher it to be right or wrong, you know, mm -hmm. based on the Bible. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like Samson, low-hanging fruit, always. Samson. <laughs> That's your boy. My good boy. Samson, I don't know, was the right vow. And he ate the honey. Well, he killed a lion with his mm -hmm. hands. He killed many people. You, 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 you would be ceremonially unclean. You understand what I'm saying? And so the Bible don't come out and say, "Oh, when he eat the honey from the from the animal carcass, he made himself ceremonially unclean." Jewish people would probably understand that, or people who understand the uncleanness. Mm -hmm. The Bible don't come out and say, "Oh, what he did was wrong." Uh, Solomon. Let me use a, a more recent example. They talk about Solomon and all the wives and concubines he had. They even specifically mentioned that he went back to Egypt to retrieve horses. But they, the, Bob, um, the book of Kings is not saying, and Solomon broke the commands of God by getting horses or by multiplying his women or his money. You know, they just put it out there. That's, for, that's up for your interpretation now. If you understand the books before, you could put two and two together. Mm -hmm. Just like with this. In my mind, I read this and I was like, that don't, know, right. I, don't, I don't seem right, bro. <laughs> I don't, that seems like you hustling backwards in a way right now, bro. Man, I almost this feel like we should. I almost oh, feel oh. like we should like do the, like go to Chronicles and actually give us a give us a count next. But it's it, it, it gonna be too. It's not gonna be too much if we start doing it for every one of them. But that would just knock it out. But because mm -hmm. like it's it's like they actually expand on Asa for like three four chapters in, in Chronicles. Mm -hmm. So it's like. We get like Kings was actually a snippet, ironically, because mm -hmm. sometimes yeah. you don't know. Sometimes you get more in Kings than you get in Chronicles. Sometimes you get more in Chronicles than you get in Kings. But like, yeah, because Asa, 40 years, they actually document, he actually had a little, a decent solid running Chronicles, which is mm -hmm. interesting. So you get a little bit more and to, like that story gets flushed out more 
Then it's also I me mean, because and then his reign, let's just say he wasn't all that untouchable in, in anymore. He, fall, he, fall, he fall off. He, he he had a like like his forefather Sam Solomon. He had a he had a fall, fall off from Greece. Yeah. 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 But it'll be interesting. We we could think about that if we want to do that, but we still gotta finish off this chapter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in verse 20, so Benadid heeded King Asa and sent the captains of his armies against the city of Israel. They attacked Lejon, Dan, Abel, Beth Maka, and Shinaroth with all the land of Naphtali. Haven't heard Naphtali in a while. Now it happened that Basa heard it and that he stopped building Ramah and, and remained in, in, Ter- in Terzah. Then King Asa made a proclamation throughout all the land of Judah. None was exempted. And they took away the stones and timber of Ramah, which Bas- Basa, Basha, had, had used for the building. And with them, King Asa built the Geba of Benjamin and Mizpah. The rest of all the acts of Asa, all his might, all he did, and the cities which he built, are they not written in the book of Chronicles of the king of Judah? But in the time of his old age, with his diseased feet, <laughs> hmm. but in the time of his old age, with his diseased feet, so Asa rested with his fathers and was buried with his fathers in the city of David, his father, then Jehoshaphat, his son, reigned in his place. It's so funny, like they just have but in the time of his old age with his diseased feet. Mm-hmm. Such a sh- one short sentence, right? That gets that gets unpacked in Chronicles. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I remember, I remember that story. Yeah, wild. Yeah, why? So, so now we switch into the northern kingdom. Now Nadab, the son of Jeroboam, became king over Israel in the second year of King Asa, the king of Judah. And he reigned over Israel two years. And he did evil in the sight of the Lord and walked in the way of his father and, and in his son, by which he had made Israel sin. Then Basha, the son of Ahijah, the house of, Is, of the house of Issachar, conspired against him. And Basha killed him at Gibbethon, which belonged to the Philistines, while Nadab and all Israel laid siege to Gibbethon. Basha killed him in the third year of King Asa, king of Judah, and reigned in his place. And it was so, when he became king, that he killed all the house of Jeroboam. He did not leave, he did not, he did not leave to Jeroboam anyone that breathed until he had destroyed him according to the word of the Lord, which had spoken by his servant Ahisha, the Shilonite, Shilonite, because of the sons of Jeroboam, which he had sinned by, and by which he had made Israel sin, because of his provocation, Provocation. Provocation, with which he had provoked the Lord God of Israel to anger. Now the rest of the acts of Nadab and all he had done, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the King of Israel? And there was war between Asa and Basha, King of Israel, all their days. In the third year of Asa, King of Judah, Basha, the son of Ahisha, became king over Israel in Tarzah and reigned 24 years and did evil in the sight of the Lord and walked in the way of Jeroboam and his son, by which he had made Israel sin. So Nadab only reigned like a year. So they he reigned two. two years. Yeah. Yeah, two years. <clears throat> yeah, boy, someone from the tribe of Issachar coming. I'll take that. So that's the end of Jeroboam's Lineage, well, it's a car getting some shine. Who thought they had it in them? Boy, (laughs) 
They always be the yeah. quiet ones. <laughs> Say the quiet ones. <laughs> it's like outside of judo, all of them is quiet ones for real. Yeah, I guess. Except except, except the Ephraimites, they was trying to get a piece of everything. Yeah, they was the wild. Of, yeah, in the, what that was judges or Joshua. Yeah, they was wild. They they was they was they was hot tempered. Yeah, dog. So yeah, Jeroboam, as was prophesied by the prophet Ahijah, um, <clears throat> the one who eventually went blind. Mm-hmm. You know, he prophesied that your your lineage cursed, bro. You, Very you, cursed. Only one of y'all could see, actually see a grave because it was some good. A little piece of good was in him. A little, little piece of good was in him. So I could spare him. I could spare wild. him by letting him see a grave. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, Jeroboam. See, like, um, what's it called? David's lineage. They stayed on, on the throne. They stayed on the throne. Um, I'm talking about, yeah, kingdoms tribe of judah yeah david solomon rehoboam right but jeroboam they lost like four maybe three it was jeroboam his son abijam right no no no, no it was jeroboam, I, I get confused nabab and adab nadab was his son yeah it's Jeroboam and Nadab, and then and then Nadab got killed, and then everyone just get wiped out. Nadab got killed by Pasha. Yeah. So it was only two generations, bro. Mm-hmm. That sucks. I mean, God's word ain't gonna return void. So it was prophesied. I I surprised Nadab even tried to take the job. <laughs> but again, it's it's funny too, right? Because it's like God's word is gonna come come through. Come, come true, but at the same time, he doesn't always tell us when. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, right? So we see, we see it playing out in both effects for for Jeroboam through the course of his life. He tell him that, oh yeah, you're gonna become king. That happened a few years later, but he still got came on the throne. Then he say, all right, your child gonna die. This altar gonna split. We see those things almost happen immediately. But he mm-hmm. also told him, hey. Yeah, it's gonna be a king to upset you and erase your name from this from this thing. And then also in the prophecy of son, when this when he told him son was gonna die, like, hey, yeah, you guys are gonna all you guys are gonna get gonna die and not pretty not not meet pleasant deaths. Right? But we see Jeroboam died and that didn't happen. But his son surely saw the prophecy come come saw the prophecy get fulfilled in a most unpleasant way. And then it's is it's it's interesting. It's interesting because sometimes we take God's word for granted because some some of the things he say he says his promises they don't always happen in our time or the time we expect. And I think it's something we need to keep in mind that just because God doesn't work on our time doesn't mean he isn't going to do what he said he's going to do because that's an important lesson. Because things no matter what God says it will come true. We just have to be patient and wait. King Asa did which was right in the eyes of the Lord, and he was blessed with a lengthy 41-year reign over the land of Judah. Meanwhile, in Israel, Nadab, as well as his successor, Pasha, did evil in the eyes of the Lord. Nadab's reign was only two years, and Pasha is about to receive the same curses as Jeroboam. But we'll talk more about that 
when we continue the story of the kings of Israel on the next episode of A Breath of Fresh Air. Tonight's episode included voice acting by Ayana Albertson Gate, as well as your host, Earl Roberts and the Cosgate. Remember to go ahead and research on your own in order to get a more firm understanding of tonight's episode. And if you enjoyed it, make sure to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can follow us on social media at A Breath of Fresh Air Pod on Instagram and B O F A P O D on Twitter. Thanks, everyone. I will see you next week.